0: Good
1: morning.
2: Good morning. Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you.
3: This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm Reese Edwards.
4: Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Keralt, CBS News, WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday. WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus Adubistan on the Weekend Gardener. Now here is your moderator, Tom Kemp. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now here is Hank Kaiser. Yo, Well, that's good. This is Art Devine. This is Robert Saint John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone sam beard and jim reed and carl dirt thank you sam and greetings to all of our listeners this is harry preste wptf in
5: raleigh north
4: carolina wayne Ed is standing by now with a check of the latest news wptf news presents regional report a digest of late happenings throughout the area this is bill ellis this is jimmy caps with a not we send as us- this is Bill Sho.
5: This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott of the Organ and a program of Familiar Carols.
4: And
3: this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Hey everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend, Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show in and- this is
4: Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venter's WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors. What it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood,
3: wishing Mike Raley and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener program.
2: This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm
0: Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning to you. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well,
4: howdy, everybody. I'm Hath Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting.
2: I'm Ann Clapp. And this is
4: a Tahir Gardener saying, keep them growing.
3: Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Yeah, we're back. It's ten ten WPTF time. Mike Rayleigh here along with Ann Clamp, uh, the esteemed friend and uh, colleague, Rufus Edmonston. Never thought I'd say colleague. I am, sort of, sure. sort of, with uh, Rufus Edmonston, who's former Secretary of State and Attorney General and uh, Deputy Chief Counsel on the Senate Watergate Committee and also the current Secretary General of Gardening. In North Carolina. And he's
2: doing quite well. I, th- I would
3: say so. Pam, don't you think he's done a great job?
2: I think he's one of the nicest people in the world. I really do.
3: Yeah. And he's spreading the word, and everybody knows that uh, Rufus has been able to spread it for a long time. And
4: my head's about to blow up right now. It's gotten so big with all this praise. Well, it should. I'm about to blow up.
3: It should. It should. So, but
2: you're so generous, Rufus. I yeah. mean, you've been sharing um, hydrangeas and hibiscus and gardenias and hellebores with people. You don't even know.
3: Lord and knows how many people all he's helped. Period. to do is just ask, You know, you're so
2: sweet.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: We are very lucky.
3: We are extremely lucky to have
4: Rufus. But okay, I fa- now what's next? But I found out
3: yesterday that the only reason you're on every week is because I put your name on the show.
4: <laughs> well I thought they said Mike, Ann and
2: Rupert. I better get
3: here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome. You're welcome, uh, sir. You, you should be up there. But before my name, you've done so much for the show, both of you have. And Miss Pam, too. Good gracious. Uh 919-860-9783- By golly, you know, Rufus, we were talking about the whip yesterday, and he appeared. There he is right now. Good morning, whip. Good morning from warm Alamance County. Oh, is it warm out there now, huh? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Hey, and and listen, Rufus has got another title. What? The Great One.
3: Oh, definitely. You know, that's that's a secret organization, so I wouldn't. Yeah, you
4: couldn't let out that secret. (laughs) (laughs) The Chitling Club Master. That's right.
3: Yes, sir.
1: That's some good eats too, buddy. Well, we're going to have
4: it again this year. I'm determined. Yeah, these hogs right. have gotten over COVID. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's right. So we're going to eat some chitlins in January.
1: There you go.
3: All right. So, what are you uh, doing? Any planting any tomatoes or anything? Whip? No, my neighbors are. I quit doing that. Oh, okay. Uh, it I'm can be a lot of
2: the trouble.
1: tree. Yeah, you know, I tell you about the birds coming in every year. I don't know what it is; they haven't come this year.
3: Hmm.
1: They they haven't shown up, so I don't know what's going on with
3: them. So, what are they after yeah. in your landscape? The what? what what are the birds after in your landscape? The holly tree, the holly berries oh, come yeah. in
1: every year and swarm it. Well, and I sit out there and watch <clears throat> them, and they they haven't been here this year. Well, if so the
2: holly I, hasn't had berries yet.
1: Oh, it's loaded with berries.
2: Oh, is it? Okay. Are they? Uh, are, have yeah. they already turned red?
1: Oh, they've been red. Yeah. Mm, yeah.
2: Okay. Well, yeah. that must be from last year. Then I'm surprised they haven't come in, and hit it.
1: They have not shown up, and I don't know what it is. But I got a. I, we got a TV station up here that does fact checks. So I want y'all to do me a fact check. When I was growing up. I know Mike's too young to remember, but Rufus will. We didn't know what a we didn't know what a rotary mower was. We had a the real mower. You pushed it, and Daddy had it had the blades sharpened every year so you could mow the grass. Well, my mother, y'all call them daffodils, we call them buttercups. She would forbid me to mow them down until they had. Completely turned brown.
4: She was right on that. Don't
1: let them turn brown. They won't come back. They won't bloom next year. So it thrilled me when I got to mow them things.
3: (laughs) It bothered you, did it, Whip?
1: (coughs) I had to mow around
3: them. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, your mother was right. She sure was right.
1: I still to this day won't mow them until they turn brown.
4: Well, that's good. It's getting all those nutrients in there. Yeah. yeah. Back into that bulb.
1: You know, well, I, I said, well, you know, I don't really want to try and mow them down and then they not bloom next year and then I'll get my butt whipped. That's yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you I never did mow them things down.
3: Were you in charge of sharpening the blades on that mower?
1: Oh, no, 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 no. My daddy wouldn't let me do that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, oh, you, know, you had to have sharp I blades. Had
1: a, I had a mini. I hit a mini a stick with the handle
3: going in my belly. Uh oh. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, that's hard work using those. And and you've had one. That's all you've ever had, isn't it? For you, you've got a small patch of zoysia out there, mm-hmm. and and all you've had is the old old type mower. Yep. With the no engine. I that's remember right. we did a remote one time that was placed downtown. That was there that sold lawnmowers and garden equipment and stuff and and Ann bought a while we were doing the remote bought a, a mower from him a rotary type push type mower so yeah uh, yeah
1: we uh and and I've been thinking of you Mike they've been uh they've been advertising up here some kind of new compost mixture they call black magic or something like that I don't know but every time they show it I said, there's nothing like mature manure.
2: No,
3: mm-hmm. sirree. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> uh, oh, we got to get that off of there. Uh, the, whatever it is, black magic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never seen it in Lowe's or anywhere, so I don't know what it is. But yep. I think of that black cow, mature manure. There you
3: go, brother. That's the way to so do
1: listen, it. You guys have a great weekend. love you, brother. And... uh We'll
3: talk soon. Jennifer, yes, sir. Whip. Thank you. Take take care, Whip. Appreciate you taking you the time too. to call us. Bye bye. Bye. It's our uh,
4: Alamance County correspondent, the yeah. Whip. Now we haven't heard from Joe the Bouncer today.
3: Yeah, Joe. You, oh, he usually
4: texts you, doesn't he? Yeah, he usually texts. I haven't heard from well, you today. I hope he's okay, Joe the Bouncer. <clears throat> Mike is going to need some body work in his as he travels around trying to find out what that odor is there not that odor that aroma <laughs> and he's going to be arrested if he doesn't have some I know. protection uh, that's right know.
3: i need to, i need uh, joe the bouncer to follow me oh. or, or big john <laughs> or somebody <laughs> 919-860-9783 919-860 wptf pam do you have uh, mostly shade in your landscape
2: um, it's a good mix, it's, but it's predominantly shade. There are yeah. a few areas that are sunny enough for vegetables. But uh, I live in what was a mixed deciduous hardland, hardwoodland.
3: Mm-hmm. So, do you have uh, lawn grass? Any?
2: Uh, no, not really. Do you um, have clover, like Rufus. I'm I'm like Rufus. I have a freedom lawn, mm-hmm. you know.
3: So that's it, Rufus. It's a freedom lawn. Mm-hmm. Freedom lawn. Okay. It was just on the tip of my tongue, and I, I was comparing it to George Washington and, and Thomas Jefferson's. Said I it's a colonial
2: that kind of freedom.
3: It's a colonial yard, <laughs> but uh, well, I mean, it looks like looks like the type of yard they must have. I mean, that's basically what I have. I don't don't go to a lot of trouble for the small patch that I have left. I've. I've planted on just about the rest of it. You can't even see the house now, so uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to Good. have to cut something down. I don't know what, or re- replace it. Dig something up and replace it. We don't. Do you do that, Pam? Do you do you get rid of shrubs absolutely, that you've had?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, sometimes things just start looking <laughs> weary. Uh, they get tired looking, and um, and if there's something new and exciting. I might take one thing out and put something new in, but um, I, right now it's it's not the best time of year to think about planting uh, your woody plants like trees and shrubs, unless you're really going to baby them along. If you if you're good about watering religiously, you know you can you can do that. But if you're planning on going away for two or three weeks on a vacation, uh, don't don't leave those alone in the landscape right now but things like perennials annuals um and vegetables this is a great time to still put things in but again keep keep watering them especially as we go into the 90s next week
3: right the evaporation rates are beginning to really increase so uh, especially if you have sandy soil that uh, Mm -hmm. uh that really gets dry and we we are not officially in a drought, but it is a very, very dry period we're going through now mm-hmm. in the uh, Triangle area, and I think even more Low so. Low
2: humidity is really hitting. Um, right. Wasn't the humidity around thirty percent yesterday? Yeah. Thirty-five or something.
3: Yeah, and we had some some um, some wind out yesterday, so mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that was helping to dry things out too. Uh, Rufus. Rufus says he didn't sweat yesterday, so it was nice. Yeah. That was a, It's always a good day when you don't sweat.
2: That's true.
3: <laughs> All right. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF. It's 10-20. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back. Of course we are. It's uh, 1024, and so we've got uh, 35 minutes or so left in the program. And if you're thinking of selling your home because you want a bigger yard for your garden, possibly, or perhaps you need to downsize, but you won't—you you really don't want to be left homeless because houses are selling so fast in the market. And if you were with us last week when Justin Burleson from Premier Agents Network of Fondville morrissey was on with us, it's incredible what's happening, not only in the Triangle, but all over the place. They uh, are, you know, the materials are so expensive, wood and various things, sheetrock, that uh, the contractors are not able to build as many homes as quickly. And there apparently hasn't been a lot during the pandemic built. And a lot of people are wanting to come into this area. It's so desirable. If you sell your house, it's no problem. You can get a lot of money for it. But finding some other place to live uh, can be a problem for you. So you really need someone who is smart and has been in the business for a long time. Real estate, a great real estate person. And that is Justin Burleson with Premier Agents Network of Fonville Morrissey Realty. He's ready to go. Uh, He was just voted as the best real estate agent in the Triangle for the past five years. He currently ranks in the top five of selling agents in the Triangle year after year after year. Just look at his online reviews. They're top-notch. So let Justin Burleson and his team help you strategize. And that's what it takes is a real strategy. Justin has an electrical engineering degree. And uh, so he... He knows about strategy and building things and thinking. So maximize your profits and make sure you're not left homeless after a quick sale. Call or text Justin Burleson of Premier Agents Network today. (coughs) 919-609-5161. That's 919-609-5161. So Justin Burleson of uh, Premier Agents Network of Fondville Morrissey Realty.
4: Yeah, we enjoyed him last yeah. week. Yeah, wow, what
3: a gardener he is!
4: Not that raised beds. Uh. Yeah, he
3: built all the, a bunch of raised beds, and uh, he he has they're full of vegetables. So he's he's really I mean they are packed full of vegetable plants. Uh, really quite a guy, very talented. Paul Garrison. Hey Paul, how you doing, buddy?
1: Hey, how y'all doing?
3: Well, great. We haven't heard from you for a while. I'm I'm I glad to hear gone, from you. But I've been listening. Thank you I so no much. I no longer have a two
1: acre garden. Yeah. Uh, I've got two German Johnson plants, and I get sun from about one p.m. on. So I don't know how they're going to do.
3: After to get six hours. Yeah, if you get a good six hours, and you should. Uh, yeah. Uh, Pam, uh, Rufus, and uh, any any thoughts on that? I uh, did you, you you have you already planted them?
1: Oh, I got them in pots.
3: Okay, got them in pots.
1: It's on the patio.
3: Yeah, and uh, any advice from y'all about uh, growing growing tomatoes? It's a, <laughs> if you pick a vegetable to grow, that's one of the hardest. We have I, certainly found that out.
1: I didn't hear you.
3: Yeah, I, I was uh, I was saying that that growing tomatoes is a real challenge oh, in know. this area, and uh, yeah, you know there there are, the vege- yeah, there are easier vegetables. Yeah, they're easier vegetables to grow.
4: Yeah.
3: Uh, Rufus, what what is your plan this year? Well,
4: we're we're in pots, and I've tried to move from the the taller ones like Cherokee Purple down to bush bush type tomatoes, huh. uh, so they don't get so tall and you have to stake them up so much. Yeah, I I always put plenty of lime in there. Not, I don't mean plenty, but lime and and I I have I have always done a little bit of uh, what do you call it? Fish is it emulsion? Fish?
2: Yeah. Fish emulsion. Just
1: Fish. well, I got yeah. a little black cow in
4: there. Yeah. It ought to do good. Okay. Yeah. If you can just keep the disease and the wilt and the, yeah. the Granville wilt away.
3: A little Epsom yeah. salt maybe. So Yeah, uh,
1: I just cover my age, and we need to put some Efant salt in the water. I got my American flag flying and a bird feeder, so
3: You're all set.
1: I can't sit I can't even live an in independent living anymore, but I'm here and I listen to you all every Saturday.
3: Well, well God, we God bless that. you, man. I I thank you so much for you've you've listened to us for a long time, been a part of the show and part of the okay. family, and we're we're so glad that um, that you're doing well and and um, I, I hope you're happy and at least you're happy when you're listening to this show right
1: there you go well you all have a great
3: weekend you too Paul you. good luck with your tomatoes and please call okay. us again uh, uh, all right
4: I'll let you know have okay a great
3: day. thank you yeah uh, more of the weekend gardeners straight ahead here on WPTF we'll talk to Craig next. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right. It's 10.36 uh, WPTF time. You're listening to the Weekend Gardener. Mike Riley here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston. And Pam Beck is with mm-hmm. us. Uh, 919-860-9783. Someone was asking off the air when to fertilize zoysia. And y- you can do that when it fer- when it greens up and sometimes uh, it, it's uh you know in May, sometimes it uh you know depending on where you are it might be a little later than that. But at any rate you you apply about a half of according to the extension service, about a half a pound of nitrogen per thousand square feet, uh not to exceed four pounds of nitrogen per thousand square feet. And you want to use a twelve four eight or a sixteen four eight. That's the, the ratio that you would want to use for uh, nitrogen and phosphorus and potassium, according to the extension service. And the, so they've always gone with a 1648, uh, four eight, And so uh, you can do that now uh, as we're getting into June. You can apply, uh, or July, you, either one assuming that you put a little bit out uh, when it started greening up. And also, you can repeat that in August. So that's uh, your fertilization plan. And uh, you can go to Turf Files. It's an NC State uh, turf management website, very... Very consumer friendly, <coughs> technical stuff on there too. But they've got a lot of information. They have a calendar specifically made for zoysia, or uh, fescue, or centipede, Bermuda grass, those types of St. Augustine, I believe. So you can you can check that out. But basically, uh, June or July and uh, and August are the most important times for for fertilizing the warm season grass like zoysia. Uh, all right, so uh, Craig is with us. Craig, good morning, You're on WPTF. Good
0: morning, thank you very much. I wanted to ask y'all. I'm from here, and my favorite flower, aside from and everything, are oleanders. And my wife said you'll never get an oleander to grow here, and I proved her wrong. That sucker is nine feet tall. Now she accuses <laughs> me of being. She accused me of being Edward hand and I don't—I just can't bring myself to cut it. But when the ice gets here, the canes will break, and I know Ann's going to say, "Don't cut it! Don't cut it!" What do y'all suggest?
2: <laughs> don't cut it. <laughs> well, I, you know, I think—I
3: think if it—if you're trying to to make it look better and make it grow more, you know, that stimulates growth, uh, doesn't it, Pam? To some extent.
2: It. it- does, but with oleander, there's a couple of things. One is it's a summer flowering plant, so if you were going to cut it, you would have needed to do that in the dead of winter rather than now. If you mm-hmm. cut it now, you're going to lose your summer blooms. Mm-hmm. And so at, if it is just a broken twig or branch here or there, you can cut those anytime. Uh, we did some pruning over at my daughter's house yesterday, where some branches had died out in a maple tree. And as long as you're just cutting out those dead dead branches, that's fine. One thing about oleander, I do want you to remember, it is a lovely plant, but it's so poisonous.
1: <laughs> yeah. So
2: be very careful. When you do that cutting, don't leave those branches laying around where a dog or something might pick them up. And don't burn them because it is toxic burned as well as it is... Um, to just handle it, or, or that's a great point. That's, in fact,
0: when we were planting them, all the neighbors said, "Now they're poisonous. Don't let the kids around." Them. But uh, that's a good point. Thank you.
3: So, so, why why are you wanting to to trim it?
0: Well, it, when the ice comes, the branches? yeah, this the, the thing is nine feet tall. When the ice comes, it snaps the canes in half, and it just can't take the ice. Yeah. That, that's the only reason I would trim them.
4: Yeah. And I use yeah, the same.
2: If, if you've got a jagged end on one of those branches that broke, um, yes, cut ma'am. that smooth. Be, yeah, because if it's jagged, it, there's more entry for insects and disease, and also it, mm. it loses more water that way. So if you make a clean cut just above, I mean just below where that break is, then that'll help it too. Okay. Mike, I'd like to put a plug in. My wife and I are
0: volunteers at the Rose Garden, and if y'all, anybody, any listener, hasn't been down the Rose Garden this year, I think it's the best we've had three years. In fact, last night there were probably more prom pictures taken down there than any other time. Mm-hmm.
3: And well, as, I, if, if a lot listener, of weddings have, yeah. have been held there over the years. Yeah, you know, you know, This sure year we'd like and to the get Raleigh the Rose Garden.
0: Garden is beautiful. We'd love to have you all broadcast down there one not Get people out.
3: Well, if. It, you just uh, – I, I would talk to um, our general manager about that. I have, no oh. sa- I have no say, so I just go where they tell me. <laughs> and a lot of times that's not a place we can't repeat. So oh. I uh, – <laughs> no, not really. But, uh, yeah, you just talk to Chris, our general manager, and, and um, see what he we'll has to that. say.
0: We'll do that. And uh, Rufus?
4: Yes, sir, Greg.
0: Goober said hey.
4: Oh, well, hello to Goober. <laughs> My goodness gracious is life.
0: What is Goober doing?
4: Yeah. Well, y'all have a good well, day. Goober's being down. Goober, right? Yes, yeah, right. That's
0: right. Y'all have a good day. Get out and see our Rose Garden.
4: Oh, absolutely. Well,
3: thank you. Yeah, what a, what a beautiful place. It's uh, on Pogue, P-O-G-U-E, Pogue Street, mm-hmm. uh, 301, if you've got a GPS, 301 Pogue Street. It's not far right from any Park NC State, New and Pogue, and Gardner. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, get out there and take a look. You know at that it. where the
4: Raleigh Theater is. Right? Yes, sir. Yeah, Raleigh
3: mm-hmm.
0: the Little Theater. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a lot of people don't know it, but it's oval shaped because that used to be the racetrack. But there.
3: Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that's that awesome. used to be a racetrack. Uh, so, yeah. but uh, that's that's really cool. Thank you so much, Craig, for calling.
0: Thank you, and we'll get up
3: with the producer, get you out here. Yeah. Uh, uh journal, General manager. Okay. General yeah. manager. We'll do it. Yeah. Sam, uh, you don't handle any of that, do you? Okay. Yeah. Our producer, you, you need to call the general manager. Uh, 919-860-9783, 919 wptf Pam, uh, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, I want you to, to go through some chores. Whatever you're going to make Mike do this week.
4: Oh. We need oh. to
3: we need to we need to give some folks some some duties this week even though it's going to be warm. Right. You're listening to the Weekend Gardener on WPTF at 10:43. You're listening to one of the longest running radio shows in the country. The WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike Ann and Rufus. It's 10:46 WPTF time. 985 FM AM 680. WPTF am uh, squirrels can really be a nuisance in your garden i think about that a lot <laughs> i right, mean they're fun to watch don't get me wrong but uh, they eat flower buds they dig up plants they chew on decks and outdoor furniture and they can be really annoying but uh, uh, to stop squirrel damage you might try i must garden squirrel repellent Imos Garden Squirrel Repellent is a safe and effective way to keep squirrels from digging and chewing. It contains botanical oils and natural ingredients that squirrels just don't like. It's available in liquid and granular. Imos Garden Squirrel Repellent is effective and easy to use, and it works without the use of harmful toxins or chemicals. You can spray Imos Garden Squirrel Repellent directly on buds and flowers or sprinkle the Imos Garden Granular Repellent directly into the soil of your flower pots to prevent digging. And if you want to prevent squirrels from chewing on trees, spray your trees as soon as they start leafing out. Imos Garden Repellents are sold all around the Triangle area. So look for Imost Garden Squirrel Repellent at your favorite garden center or hardware stores such as Town & Country Hardware Stores all across the Triangle area and Durham Garden Center. And while you're there, be sure to check out the other Imos Garden natural repellents for deer, rabbits, moles, voles, snakes, dogs, cats, and more. Protect your garden today with natural pest protection from Imos Garden Repellent. Earth-friendly, people- and pet-friendly and made right here in the Triangle area. We had a a caller off the air who, uh, boy, all these anonymous people calling today. (laughs) So uh, they wanted to know about pinching tomatoes. Pinching. 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 uh, Pinching out uh, tomato shoots and so forth. Do you do that, Rufus, with the vine tomatoes?
4: No, I really don't. I I, I, I call that suckering. I guess that's what you're talking about.
3: Yeah, pinching out the suckers.
4: Now, I have been known when you've got too many tomatoes on the end of uh, of a vine to pinch a couple of those off, but Mm -hmm. I I don't sucker my tomatoes.
3: So, what about you, Pam? How how do you come down on this?
2: funny you have to you have to know exactly which um little suckers to pinch there are lots of guides i think on the north carolina state extension publications there's probably really good guides but i've got so much going on in my garden that you know i just don't take the time to do that Um, and if you do and you're an expert on it somebody like craig la or gerald adams could probably address that better than, than I could.
3: By the way, Craig is going to be on the show from from Ash from the Asheville area on June fifth with us, and Gerald Adams will be in the studio. Well, actually, we'll be on remote at the man, um, the man show <laughs> that extravaganza out of the uh, Graham Building. Uh, on remote, but uh, Craig will be with us, and so
4: will Gerald. So you can uh, have the two of them on one show. Yeah. Oh my God! That, that's you know I've done a duel. It.
3: I've done that a couple of times, and, <laughs> and you know we just kind of overdose on on tomatoes, and that's a good thing. Woo. We have juice by the end of the show. <laughs> so oh, man. many, so many tomatoes. But uh, so we got got that. So we uh, we've got two nays against suckering, pinching pinching back the uh, the suckers on. On plants, which you, I mean, you're basically doing some pruning, right, Pam?
2: Yeah, uh, basically it helps the plant not put energy into branches that are not going to produce fruit. Right. And it's like Rufus said, it's about thinning the fruit sometimes. Mm-hmm. You will help the the ones that you get uh, get a little bit bigger and fuller. And that's the whole idea between, you know, thinning apples, pears, and, and tomatoes.
3: So what are you going to have Mike doing in in the next week or so uh pruning wise or suckering wise or or digging or you got the you got the fence well, finished so, so what generally can we yeah. be doing in the landscape right now
2: Well here's here's the chores for people uh, other than Mike because he is he's got a get out of jail card right now he's uh, worked so hard on this fence that I'm giving him a break um, but we do need to watch the watering. As, as we had mentioned earlier in the show, it's getting hot next week. We're going to be in the 90s, and we've got low humidity. And so these plants are, are losing a lot of moisture during the day. If you're going to water, water early in the evening or, um, or early in the morning. Try not to water in the middle of the day because you lose too much from evaporation that way. Keep planting those veggies and annuals uh, and herbs. this is a great time a lot of these love the heat uh i have been to some of the garden centers recently and am delighted by the the vast uh, colors and varieties and types of things that are available whether you go to the farmer's market or one of our wonderful sponsors or another local garden center you're going to see a lot that you can bring home and put into your landscape this time of year and enjoy. And plant up those containers. Do keep things like the containers watered and fertilized, and they will keep on blooming for you. It is a good time to watch about cutting back your daffodils. If you've got some foliage that's starting to turn yellow and you think it's unsightly, you can do some trimming on that. Uh, I do have some that are still uh, up and still green, the little tete-a-tete, which surprises me. So I will wait until they turn, but it is coming up on that. June is a time when we might think about lifting and dividing some things that have already bloomed, like iris. As soon as the iris get through, if you want to um, give them a fresh a fresh uh, uh, area, location, whether you need to send them out or whatever, this is a, a good time to do that, too. If you've got things like basil in your garden, do keep deadheading that. Um, you do not want that to go to flower because it will change the, the taste of the basil and it won't keep producing leaves as much if it goes into the flowering seed so keep those pinched off. One other thing I thought about when you were talking about tasks is um, clean those bird baths out and uh, so that the birds can have a nice fresh uh, place to bathe and keep those hummingbirds. Feeders, uh, keep that food fresh because you don't want it to go old and go stale on it. And uh, one reminder about some of the people who are concerned about the birds aren't hitting maybe your feeders as much as they have been, uh, keep a watch on that because right now if they have babies, uh, they're feeding them insects. Even hummingbirds feed their babies insects. They don't feed them the, the moisture from the hummingbird feeder so um, they will come back uh, to to feed the adults will, but if they're busy putting putting worms and bugs and things into the mouths of their little their little hungry babies, then you won't have them quite as often at your own feeder. Does that help you, Mike?
3: Yes, and indeed. Uh, are you doing any fertilization of anything right now?
2: Uh, with uh, black cow. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, this is—I <laughs> know we keep mentioning this—but I really like um, cow manure on clematis. They benefit from a good, healthy dose of it. Any of the vegetables and herbs I'm going to plant out, I will incorporate that into and around them. Um, I like that as a good mulch. And uh, roses—the uh, roses have benefited, and they are something right now. And do uh, do like like our Caller recommended: Do go in and take a look at the uh, Raleigh Rose Garden if you need inspiration about what to. That is a incorporate beautiful it spot. It sure is. It's a wonderful place
3: to go. Rufus, are you are you doing anything in the landscape? Well,
4: we're we're going to have to do, plant some herbs. I haven't done that yet because I've been waiting for my hollyhocks to to bloom in the in the herb garden. Now it's time to get the the herbs out.
3: Do you I, plant those for Linda's cooking?
4: Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. She likes uh, sage and a lot of those things.
3: I like sage advice. Yeah, from you <laughs> uh, and from you get that from Rufus. From uh, yes. Well, I I'm did. a
4: member of an organization called Sage Society of Attorneys General Emeritus. Oh wow, sage—that's oh, a think tank uh, in it, itself. Isn't there, that a think tank right there. To think of that.
3: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, uh huh. So you're going to plant some herbs. You got any vegetables going yet?
4: Well, I—I've I, just got my. My tomatoes in pots. We're going to give it a try again. Uh, that's that's it's, it. Hasn't turned out too well here, here recently. But we're going to give it a try. And then I rely on the the, the farmers' market and friends like Gerald and others that grow all the time to yeah. supply me with a lot of good things.
3: Now, Pam, you growing some vegetables?
2: Oh, yeah, a few things, like uh, I've got to have some zucchini and some yellow crookneck squash, you know, right. that's that's always a, a real plus. Um, I will this fall, maybe uh, August or September, start some, some um, leafy greens again. But um, this year, whether I'm going to put in okra, I still have to decide. It, it depends on, like I said, uh, how everything else goes. We're planting a lot with our our twin grandbabies. They're um, almost six now, and so we've been putting these in, and I'm letting them grow some flowers where we normally have
3: that. Great, great idea. Uh, Let's get to Janice and Willow Spring real quick before we go off. Janice, good morning.
5: Hey, good morning to you. Uh, I called you once before about my great murder, Myrtles, which she told me, of course, not to murder. Right. But um, this time, my next-door neighbor, uh, she's a good gardener, and she bought five crepe myrtles that were about maybe four or so feet high, uh, a month or two to go, put them in the ground. She's very good, knows what to do. She's kept them watered and, you know, fertilized. And they look like nothing but dead, dead. And um, my oh. question is, when should she give up? <laughs> Very soon. And dig them up um, and take it's... them back to Food Lion. She actually bought them not at a garden place, but at mm-hmm. Food Lion. Yeah. And um, okay. so.
4: You mean they're not doing well? Uh,
5: they're doing nothing. <laughs> oh, they're doing nothing. Yeah. You
3: know. <laughs> yeah, she, might, yeah. she might well hang that up. This go around
5: so, so it should do something by a month's time being in the ground, I mean, as far as she, getting roots she and all that.
2: yeah she should she should have some leaves on those already because right. not only leaves but I've already got some flower buds on mine, mm-hmm. so uh, if yeah, she does not had have
5: had leaves
2: before she even planted them, but um oh, okay, yeah. okay, so okay. they do, they do have leaves, You're they did leaves have nothing um. Uh, they do have leaves on them? They did at okay, one yeah, time. So they're not just dead sticks. No, no, no. My, okay,
5: I, I have a couple of um, little, um, I don't call it cuttings from a Crake Myrtle. And they've yeah. already done their thing. And these ones are, you know, grown up about four feet or so. But since you bought yeah. them and planted them well over a month, absolutely nothing.
2: All right, yeah. all right, all right. But when you say nothing, they do have leaves on them. No.
3: No, they do not. They
2: no leaves. Okay. Dead yeah. okay, then they're probably dead. Yeah. Um, yes, because they, if they have not flushed out, and it may be that they just they got frozen right. when they were sitting out. They could have gotten too dry at one point before she mm-hmm. even bought
3: them. And, Janice, we're out of time. I'm okay, so sorry. but
2: good. I tell her to give up. I
3: yeah, tell, tell her it's to, to try again. Don't give up, but just try again at some point.
5: Okay. Thank you. Thank you so
3: much. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye. Miss Beck, thank you so much, dear. Did you get your magazines uh-huh. I sent you?
2: Yes, I did. Thank you so much. All right. It's a real treat to see uh, them in
3: print. God love you, and we'll be in touch. Thank you. Uh, i Ms. Ann, Brother Rufus, we'll see you next week. Sam, Adios, thank you, my dear friends, gardening and, uh, friends. Thanks to all of our listeners, our big family of listeners. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.